Welcome to the Leadership Update Brief. Today's entrepreneurs and business leaders face change and transition as a constant part of daily life. Inspired by stories of today's military veterans and service members, we embark on a journey to explore their transformations and equip ourselves with new ideas and motivation towards mastering the challenge of working with dynamic and changing environments. Here's the host of the Leadership Update Brief and the guide to your journey, Ed Brixie. Welcome to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. I'm Ed Brixie, and on this week's show, we talk a little bit about persistence and diligence. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Changing anything takes persistence. Instantaneous change is always reactionary. Meanwhile, being proactive, building something new and different requires a whole other mindset and new set of skills. Simply put, laying the groundwork for change takes time, effort, and knowledge. Having a well-rounded background and making sure you have a wide breadth of knowledge, finding new skills and discoveries along the way is what pays the path for any successful change and transformation. Because doing this is hard. Breaking into new areas requires that persistence, strong knowledge base, and a strong network of supporters to make it possible. From there, facing these challenges is simply a matter of making sure that you maintain that steady flow of energy and that dogged persistence in moving forward, constantly growing and never reacting, but always remaining proactive. No one knows more about the aspects of reinventing yourself than our guest today, Zach Gramick, a former recon Marine who has leapt into commercial real estate brokerage. We'll be right back with his story. You're listening to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. Welcome back to the Leadership Update Brief. I'm here today with Zach Gremlick, a former recon Marine who's made the jump into commercial real estate. Zach, how are you doing today? Not bad. How are you doing, Ed? Doing great. Doing great. So making the jump and moving over to JLL, you have one of the more fascinating stories I've heard of somebody's transition coming out of the military and jumping into the civilian world. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was kind of looking at my options once I got out. Um, I did a couple of tours over in Afghanistan and I decided I want to get out and go to school, um, seeing as what the market was for, I guess, retainable employees moving forward. And I thought, you know, getting degree, my degree was the best course of action for that. So uh, I decided to get an economics degree at UMass Boston. And I figured, you know, if I want to be a police officer, I still have you know, our work for the state, I still have a military background. So I kind of moved forward with challenging myself and moving forward and getting that degree. Um, so I went to UMass Boston, I obtained a degree in economics. Um, after that, I was kind of looking at the job field of what I wanted to do. I interned at an investment bank called Michler Financial. I didn't find that too appealing after I did a couple months there with them. Um, wasn't really my forte. So 
I wanted to get into something. I knew, you know, sales, um, tech sales, med sales, all those options looked good to me, but you know, I wasn't too much of a tech guy or, you know, medical guy. Um, I liked real estate. I liked architecture. So I started to explore that option. I had a few buddies in the commercial real estate field. I figured if I'm going to do real estate, I might as well try to go for uh, kind of a top echelon resource and firm to work out of. Um, I kind of networked through our veterans network here in Boston, which is pretty good. Um, met a few guys for, through that and they connected me along the way. Um, kind of started going through that process and eventually got hired at uh, JLL. Now I work on the North Market brokerage team, pretty much service all the office and industrial buildings north of the city, as well as throughout the city, but primary focus is on the northern suburbs. Nice. So why economics? Why coming out of the military, looking at the market? It's not the biggest field that people usually jump into for their degree. Yes, exactly. Um, I went for economics because one, I want to challenge myself. Two, um, I think the only other thing I was really interested in was maybe some sort of, you know, personal protection or something like that. I figured, you know, with my military background, that could go a long way. And I thought that, you know, coupled with trying something else that's kind of out of that background gave me a more, made me more rounded, I guess. Maybe not well-rounded, but more rounded. Um, nice. So trying to round things out a little yeah. bit. It's an awesome choice. And then was, how were things using the GI Bill? Um, I was actually set up pretty good. UMass Boston has a great program. There's a guy over there, Gus, uh, that can get everyone squared away. Um, I actually did not have any problems going through that. Um, they were able to answer my questions with the people on site at the campus. Uh, so I didn't have to deal too much directly um, with the VA, but I thought it was a great program. And, you know, you get that plus the Pell Grant, you can pretty much, you don't really have to get, have a second job and you can make it through using the GI Bill. Um, I went all year round so I could do it in three years and you only get BAH if you're in full attendance of a course for each semester. So I went during the summer and during the winter as well. Nice, nice. Yes, I used the same plan. We didn't have a Gus up at Salem, but we had Sam and Ted. And I tell you, having one of those people on campus that just knows the ropes and can guide you through is Oh, yeah, it's huge. Um, so they were fantastic. Um, that was a huge help. And I think anyone who's, you know, looking to use that should definitely contact whatever schools they're interested in and see what kind of veterans platform they have available. No, oh, definitely. Definitely. So tell me about the internship, but just not your forte yeah. for investment banking, but what was that experience like in between sort of that's some of those first steps you made into. Oh yeah. The internship market, right? was great. Um, not on, you know, it just wasn't my field that I was necessarily interested in. Um, just looking at the markets on a computer at something I can't actually conceptualize um, physically like in front of me wasn't the most appealing thing, I guess. Um, kind of just running numbers and then, but what really helped me there was I had to do a lot of cold calls and I find myself doing cold calls all the time now. So that gave me a good foundation to kind of break through that wall of uh, just cold calling, um, which isn't as easy as everyone might think, but just takes repetition like anything else. Yeah, exactly. Anybody who's done regular cold calling knows how much of a pain that can be. It's uh, definitely a dirty way to yes, kiss a lot of frogs. You know, it's always the first one of the day. Once you get the first one going, you're pretty good. But 
no, yeah, you kind of just jump into it and get going. No, I hear you totally on that. So moving into JLL and moving into real estate, going in back into the network in Boston, which ones were you talking about? Like Mike Petit's little gatherings or so, what are uh, some of the uh, places you Well, like when to I go? originally started getting interested in it, I was started thinking about, wow, I don't, I don't know any veterans in the industry. Um, was my initial thought. I never heard of a veteran. I've heard of them in real estate, not commercial real estate necessarily. So my sister actually ended up knowing her husband's best friend works at CBRD out in LA. So he was the first guy I talked to. And I talked to a guy, David Josker out there. He actually runs uh, their LA office, which is their headquarters. And he ended up being prior infantry um, enlisted and then also got his degree after. And he kind of stumbled along the path. And he's just like, hey, you know, we could use guys like you in this industry. You know, there's two types of guys who make it. And he's like, you know, we want some meat eaters out there. And you want a job you can fly out and come with me or you know i can make you an intro up at the cbre office in boston so that's what he did there and then that coupled with you know i went to mike pettit's thing i did my first interview at cbre and you know i haven't been in an office building before or to the top floor and all of that um it was a little bit nerve-wracking going to your first one not being uh necessarily prepared uh, i don't know what really could prepare you for that prior but um Went in there and the guy was just like, you know, get as many meetings as possible. I wouldn't say he looked at my military experience as a positive necessarily, um, which kind of pissed me off. So from that point, um, the guy's like, you know, telling me about toughest day in his life and how he had just got laid off from at some advertisement job. And if you want to do residential or commercial. And I, at that point, uh, yeah, he kind of rubbed me a bit the wrong way, but I wanted to prove a point. He's like, Hey, come back in a month. Let me see how many meetings you can get. I was like, I'm going to get as many meetings as possible. So, um, I ended up connecting with Hardy Allen, who's at JLL as well now, um, former seal. And he had me come and meet one of the JL managing directors and invited me to Mike Pettit's, uh, networking event at the point. Um, so I went to that. I met with a guy, Eric Solomon. Eric pointed me in the right direction, kind of got me squared away on, you know, what I should be going for, what I should be looking for, what firms I should target. And uh, once we had that squared away, I kind of had my target list and he made an intro at each firm. It's very hard to get onto a brokerage team nowadays. Uh, it's just not how it used to where they just used to kind of hire a guy because they don't really have any training or systematic approach to how they hire anyone or the training that goes into it. It's kind of just like go in a room and figure this out. Um, so they kind of veered away with that since it's become more of a corporate, um, world in that sense. Um, so it was really hard. So I was just looking to get in anywhere at any position, um, and kind of work my way onto a team. And, uh, the advice I'd be given was just keep showing up at these places until someone is just like sick of you and hires you basically. <laughs> so <laughs> that's one, that's one way of doing it right there. Yeah. It's a, incredibly tough industry to break into and i mean and creating this creating that target list that persistence that's i love the recon right there that's just know the battlefield and doing that due diligence i think that was a lot of it too and kind of i want to show my buddies too that you know most of the guys that i've deployed with actually all none of them work in a corporate job so which i know plenty of them are fully capable but they 
you know, the very thing that got them to where they are, kind of the fear of the unknown and trying something different, like joining the military is kind of the fear that's holding them back now, which, you know, I try to set an example for that. So I kind of want to prove a point as well. Um, so I use yeah, that fear, that's common with a lot of veterans. I know a lot of guys, we come out and you know, I was infantryman. So you think of yourself, oh, I was just a grunt or I was just a bullet catcher, not really capable of doing anymore. And it's right, right, being able exactly. to move past so, that. It's um, tough. I kept going. Uh, I did probably had at least 100 meetings um, going to all these places, kind of told the same thing. Military background, no residential experience, no sales experience. We don't know how this translates. Um, we can't really quantify this, you know, we don't have room, blah, blah, blah. So, so I kept getting in, you know, I kind of just stayed on, uh, each resource that I had at each one. Every time I went into a meeting, I made sure I got two more people's names at that company and I put them on, you know, an email and I'd CC the person that gave me the name just be like, Hey, they thought I wanted, you know, it'd be good to meet with you. So that's kind of how I went from there. Um, finally one day, Ben Heller from our office, uh, reached out. I was like, Zach, why don't you come in for an interview? So I thought I was coming to an interview with like just myself. I show up, there's, you know, another 20 kids sitting in the uh, waiting lobby area. And I was like, oh man, here we go. I was pretty much at wit's end at this point. Um, I ended up staying, I did like 10 or 11 interviews at JLL uh, that same day. And they're like, hey, you want to wait for one more person, Matt Daniels? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I waited about 30, 45 minutes and uh, he never got to show up. They're like, Zach, sorry, Matt couldn't make it. Like, wanted to meet with you, but uh, had some scheduling issues. Um, you know, pick him another time or something like that or next time he come in. So and, uh, I went online and I found his email and I just started pinging him back and forth saying, hey, Mr. Daniels, sorry, I couldn't meet with you today. I'd love to be with you in the future. And uh, he pinged me right back. He was like, you know what, come up and meet me. And Woburn at the Marriott at 7.30. I was like, Woburn at the Marriott at 7.30. This is weird, but maybe he needs a guy. He must be busy. So, uh, yeah, I drove up there, and he's like, Zach, you know, I have all these guys with Ivy League degrees and this and that. And he's like, for what you did, I think you deserve the same opportunity. Um, love to have you on my team. Why don't you go meet with the rest of the guys? So uh, that's kind of what I did from there. And then um, I did that, and I ended up getting hired by JLL. And now I'm here. I'm having a great time here. Nice, nice. That's a hell of a lot of persistence right there. I mean, so many interviews and so much of a track record. I, I was, I was What's it like trying to get through that? I mean, there's yeah, a bad day. I feel like that's how like, it goes a lot of times, all right? Yeah. No, definitely. It's crazy because it's that persistence and having the resilience to go through with that. I mean, just the grit to keep getting up every day and go, shit, another interview. Right. I was like, I'm already so far down the road space. on this. It's like, just like, yeah. man. That's huge. Yeah, I just didn't want to quit on it. So, no, definitely, it's it's that never quit the can do attitude. That's what gets you moving forward. I mean, it kept us going forward in so many different tough exactly. situations in the exactly. military. It just I think you know that served me well. I mean, I I still do the same now. I'm still trying to get meetings, and it's not easy, you know. Um, just like anything else, but makes it worth it. No, absolutely. So for other guys to who 
see, feel that barrier, just feel that push. What's a yeah? I mean, just keep pushing forward and kind of you know remember forward. the guys that you fought for and the guys that aren't here who are afforded that opportunity. You know, um, which many people aren't, aren't, and you know, take advantage of being a veteran and our situation and use those skills to just keep applying and keep putting pressure on these guys. Um, you know, no one owes you anything, but maybe an opportunity. All you're looking for is an opportunity. I would say, um, if you approach it that way, that's probably the best method. Nice. And using that military experience, the positive you've touched on that quite a bit. What's one of those, what's some of the ways um, that you can did you repeat the question? I'm sorry. No, no. So using your military experience and tr- and translating that in a positive, going past just, hey, this was my MOS, this is what I did. Right. And I, using I, that I, to help land those new opportunities. You know, I think that I think that it's uh, not never an easy You know, not everyone's gonna be willing to give you a job necessarily, but everyone, you know, with that military experience and leveraging that, they'll give you the opportunity to come in for a meeting. You know, and that's all you can really ask for, and then it's on you there. Um nice. to kind of show how that translates. I mean, I took I had like a running list on Excel of all the people I met with, you know, notes from each meeting. So I, when I showed up, I'd be like, I'm not this person, this person, this person. This is what I want to do. You know, very direct and dynamic in that approach. No, definitely. And it's showcasing some right, of the skills right. we're going for. Which, is, like, for what, which is what they want to see. Building so. your own CRM. Mm-hmm. What's, so going back for companies looking to hire veterans, like you said, some of those first meetings, guys are like, yeah, you were in the military. So what it's, what do you have to say for some of that? Like what, after, you know, being through all of this, going back, how would you redo those conversations and how would yeah, you show I mean, I would hire, when they say, I mean, so I would well, highlight a lot no, of here's why you know, you the qualities that most of us have, which is, you know, leadership, the ability to give orders and take orders, um, uh, the ability to complete tasks and, you know, Sometimes, you know, what seem like unattainable tasks might be are still ones that you have been able to accomplish in the past and that you have a record of doing it. And I think that and then just showing, you know, overall persistence in kind of that military mindset, showing up squared away to each meeting. I wore a suit and a tie to every meeting, no matter what, whether it was at a coffee shop for a five minute meeting or a one minute meeting or a 30 minute meeting or whatever it was, you know. Nothing flashy, suit, tie, squared away, on time. The stuff we all know. Exactly, exactly. It's kind of crazy seeing how all those different things fit together. And it's more, it's being able to take old skills and reuse them in new ways. And there's no such thing as reinventing the wheel. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome, Zach. Congratulations for the position you found yourself in. That's a hell of a lot of work, and I yeah, definitely put it off for yeah. you. Thanks again for coming on the show. This yeah, is let me know if there's anything I can do or uh, anyone who wants to chat more. more stuck. Uh, yeah, either my email, which no, is definitely. for people I'm who want to chat more, or, or uh, my cell phone, 760 You guys can ping me whenever. All right, awesome, Zach. Thanks again for being a resource for all the veterans out there. And thanks for being on the show. <laughs>
Thank you, Zach. You're remarkable and an inspiration to all of us making the change and transition between military and civilian worlds. This kind of personal reinvention can be one of the scariest things that we ever face. But having that persistence, the secure networks, and building that solid knowledge base will see you through it. It's about overcoming that fear of change, which is something we all face, and building strong alliances and moving forward. Thank you all for listening. I welcome your comments. You can find me on social media, both Twitter and Facebook at BlueCordMGMT. Be sure to email us with your questions for our mail call episode next week at mailcall at leadershipupdatebrief.com. And subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast service. And as always, we're available on C-Suite Radio at c-suitenetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. As a loyal fan of the C-Suite Radio show, I've got an incredible offer for you. Listeners to this podcast get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You will have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.